The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. To receive such an assignment, because to much is given, much more is required. And so we can't sit back and relax and think that God has placed this, you know, increased our assignment, so to speak, and that things can remain the same, that I can remain the same. I, no one in this place, no one connected to this ministry can remain the same. Come on, everyone has to change. Everyone has to grow. Come on now, because uh, glory to God, to much, again, much is given, more is required. That means we're going to be used as an, as an example more than we have been in the past. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, and so uh, that's our mandates for this year. And so we talked about, first of all, this culture shift, shifting our culture and shifting the way we do things. And why? Because we can have greater accessibility to God. We want encounters with God. We don't want to just come and have church. Amen. We want to have encounters with God. And so in order to have an encounter with God, you have to have accept, you have to be able to access God or access God. And I mean, though we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Uh, however, there's a certain posture and position we need to come and receive from God. Because God doesn't just accept any old thing. Come on now. All right. Accuracy there's, It's for accuracy that we. Uh, be more accurate in the word of God through our interpretation and through our understanding that we just don't say something that we've heard in the past, but we can back it up with the principles of the word of God. Amen. OK, thirdly, for authenticity, it's time for us to be real. Yes. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Unfortunately, the church, the body of Christ have been some of the most fake people that walk the face of this earth. Heathens are more real than some church folk. Because they go ahead and tell you, I got some issues. <laughs> yeah, but church people want to hide behind and be something that they're really not. But the bad news is this, they can be. You can be everything you want to be. You don't have to fake anything as a child of God. You just got to be willing to put in the work. And so there's authenticity and then authority, of course, that as we access God more, as we're more accurate in Scripture, as we're more authentic, I believe with all my heart that our authority will increase, which simply means we will walk more heavy in the things of God. And so when we declare things, they must obey us. The word must come to pass because I'm a man under authority. And when I speak to this one and it says go and that one go and that one come, then that the authority of God rests upon my life because I'm accessing him on a regular basis. I'm I'm uh, uh, accurate in the word and I'm and, I, and I'm authentic. You with me? So I don't have to worry about it. I was teaching just a few weeks ago. I was teaching about 
authority uh, at uh, <clears throat> when I was doing prison, prison ministry. And uh, those people are not there. Uh, well, they're there by choice, but they're not there because they want to be there. Okay? But yet there is some order in that particular facility that they need to comply to, comply with. But sometimes they don't want to comply with the order because they want to buck the system. So I was teaching about authority. And I was teaching about this story over in Acts. I think it's Acts 19, somewhere around there. Where it was a story where this, these people were watching miracles and signs and wonders be done by the apostles. And so one of them, uh, these seven sons of Sceva, uh, wanted to duplicate what they were seeing. And so they came up to a group of people that had some demons. And they looked at the demon and said, I adjure you in the name of, Je the name of Jesus uh, whom Paul preaches. And the demons responded back. The demons said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Can you imagine the demons, you know, front you out like that? Who are you? And they jumped on the boy and whooped him. Stripped him of all his clothes. He's running through the street naked. He just got whooped by some demons because he did not understand nor possess the authority that Jesus walked in and Paul walked in. And so he was trying to do things that they did without the authority. And it could be the case where we as believers, we've been walking up to some stuff. And we've been trying to cast some stuff out. And we've been trying to claim and demand some things. And the demons might be responding, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? I ain't doing nothing. You see what I'm saying? But no, as we access God more, as we accurately, uh, accurately divide this word, as we are authentic, boy, our authority will increase. And when we say in the name of Jesus, all hell has to tremble. As if Jesus himself said it. Hell is going to be like, oh, I know that sound. That sounds like Jesus. Ah! And we'll start making some stuff happen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Then, of course, for acceleration, we want things to speed up. I don't know about you. I do. Praise the Lord. I want things to accelerate. So then when we're talking about culture, again, uh, there's a long definition of what culture is. But culture is simply the way we do things, the way we do things. And so we're endeavoring to shift the way we do things and shift our culture so that we can give space for God because the intent is to bring uh, to bring heaven to earth. Okay, that's our intent. The whole uh, intent, whole purpose of an apostolic ministry is to bring heaven to earth, bring heaven to earth. And that's our our goal. Amen. So uh, Luke chapter number 11, Luke chapter number 11. Our culture shift is designed to solidify our identity, strengthen our values and change our behavior. Now, our ultimate goal, again, is to bring heaven to earth because heaven is the model Earth is to duplicate what heaven does. Okay, Heaven should not duplicate earth. Earth should duplicate heaven. And we'll see that here in Luke 11, verse number 1. Are you there? Great, it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, 
so in earth. Shout with me today. Uh, as in heaven, so in earth. Let's say it again. As in heaven, so in earth. So Jesus here in the model prayer is establishing our, our example. Our example is heaven. So we are to then find out what form, function, and order is in heaven and then duplicate that in the earth so that what Jesus' desire was would come to pass. That earth would resemble heaven. Okay? Now, the way to make that happen is you and I who are believers, children of God, we are responsible for modeling heaven in the earth. God and Jesus are not coming to the earth until it's all said and done. Okay? To new heaven and to earth, new earth. But yet he has uh, ambassadors. He has representatives in the earth, you and I, to duplicate heaven in the earth. So in our, our responsibility is... Find out what heaven does, find out what heaven says, find out what heaven sanctions, and do the same in the earth. And the more of us who do that, then the more of heaven we'll be seeing on the earth. You know, uh, there, there are songs written and people say, I just want to go to heaven, and they have a desire to go to heaven. Why? Because they're not seeing heaven in the earth. But if people can see heaven in the earth, then it will cease the desire to go to heaven. Because the idea is that we have days of heaven on the earth. We don't have to die and go there. Amen. Because if we die and go to heaven, we're no more good to earth. And earth is where the unsaved are. Earth is where the unchurched are. Earth is where the hurting people are. Earth is where the poor is. Earth is where there are the issues, and we need to be functioning in the earth and stop trying to get to heaven so fast. But because we're not experiencing heaven on the earth, we want to get there because we've heard there's no sorrow in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty and lack in heaven. There's no, uh, no, no, uh, no crying in heaven. He wipes away all of our tears, which is all true, but you can have the same thing on the earth. Oh, come on, get with me now. We can have the same thing here. We can live long and live as if we are in heaven, but we're still on the earth. How many people want to have some days of heaven on the earth? Days, some days of heaven on the earth. And so if we can demonstrate that, if we can model that in the earth, then instead of people wanting to go to heaven, they'll want to come into the kingdom. And then as they want to come into the kingdom, and we expand the kingdom, then we can have more influence on the earth. Amen. The reason why our voice as children of God is not being heard very well is because we lack influence. And the reason why we lack influence is because we lack demonstration. Amen. We lack demonstration. If we could just increase demonstration. We will increase influence. Are y'all in this? Is anybody excited today? I'm just, praise the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. All right. As in heaven, so in earth. As in heaven, so in earth. As in heaven, so in earth. So, heaven is my model, and I'm going to demonstrate that. In the earth. And the more I demonstrate that in the earth, the more influence I'll have 
and will have as kingdom citizens. And now we can take territory and we can call some shots instead of waiting for things to be dictated to us. We can dictate some things. Come on. What's that? What's that? That's somebody who knows who's backing him. You got it? And see, we got to understand who's backing us. When you when you make heaven's agenda, your agenda, then heaven has to back you. So when you stand up and we're not talking about the country right now, we're just talking about a church and we're talking about our homes right now. And if you make heaven's agenda, your agenda, you can stand up in your home and say, by no means will certain things happen in this house. And the kingdom of darkness has to take his hands off your domain and say, "Okay, I may want to do that in that house, but by no means can I because they have said so. Oh, come on now. Listen, the culture of honor is the first step in bringing heaven to earth. The culture of honor is the first step in bringing heaven to earth. And the house of God is the vehicle that will deliver it to the people. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. The culture of honor is the first step in bringing heaven to earth. And the house of God, which is the local church, is the vehicle that delivers heaven to the people. Got that? Remember uh, Jacob, when he's wrestling with, uh, saw the vision, Jacob said, this is the house of God, which is the gate of heaven. So it is the house of God, the local church, that's the vehicle in which God will use to then escort heaven to the earth so that people can experience it. So now our services are designed not to just do church. Our services are now designed to introduce people to heaven. You got that? Are y'all seeing the progression here? So we as a church are now the vehicle that God will drive, will, 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 will come, come through to then allow the people to experience heaven because it's not designed to stay within these four walls. This is where it's going to start, but it's designed to filter out here and affect the community. Yes, yes. Then as it affects the community, then it affects the state, the nation, and the world. And so we're just the, we're just the catalyst. We're just the spark in the forest before the forest fire. Amen. Come on now. Y'all hearing this? And so just, get, just, just begin to allow your mind to shut down the way we used to do church. Amen. Shut it down, man. Turn it off. Click up. Turn the channel. Because it can't be as usual. It has to be something different. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, I'm neighbors asking you, say, say, are you with him? Are you with him? Okay, ask for real. Say, are you with him? Y'all making me plow, man. Y'all making me plow. Well, but that's okay. That's okay. It's understandable because this whole thing is going to go against the whole paradigm of what we thought church was. You know, we thought church, you know. Nothing wrong with a little dance. But that's not what church is for. Right. Amen. We thought church was for fellowship primarily. And that's not what church is for. Right. Amen. Some churches are just a, 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 an extension or like a, you know, a Christian fraternity almost. It's kind of, I belong to this church and so 
you know, I got my membership and I got some privileges and I, I do some things. No, no, that's not, that's not what church is for. Church was never intended to, uh, to do just that. Church is not inten- intended to make you comfortable. Not intended to make you uh, uh, complacent. Come on. Church should shake you up. Yes. It should shake you to the core. Some days you ought to leave out of here, and, I, and I'm believing God for you. Some days you ought to leave out of here that you so mad that you will slap somebody. <laughs> I mean, I want you leaving out here some Sunday that you just literally, you just can't even stand me. Just to agitate you and irritate you so much and just, just bless God, I can't, I got to get out of here. I can't stand to see that man no more. <laughs> What's happening is causing you to become face-to-face with you. Because when you get that upset, it's because you don't want to deal with something that you need to deal with. And my reflection reminds you of what you need to do. So let me get out of here because I don't want to face <laughs> the man in the mirror. You see what I'm saying? But no, that's what it's designed for, to bring you to look at yourself. The, word, the Bible says the word is a mirror. So the church should give you the word that will have you look at you. But for too long, we've allowed church to give us information to look at others. And we have taken what was designed for me to look at me and apply it to somebody else and then try to tell them what they're not doing. Oh, suck it, suck it now. Ask your other neighbors, are you still with him now? Are you still with him? Are you still with him? You know how you listen to the lesson? Oh man, so-and-so should have been here. What's so-and-so not here? And I wouldn't have said anything differently if so-and-so was here than I'm saying right now because it's not for so-and-so because so-and-so missed it. It's for you. But we don't want to face us. We don't want to come real with us. You mean to tell me all this time I've been the issue? I thought it was so-and-so. I thought it was so-and-so. I thought it was so-and-so. I thought it was that. I thought it was that. No, it's always been you because you have been the common denominator in every mess you've been in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The one thing that hasn't changed in all the mess you've been in is you. So if you have mess with five different people. It's probably not the five different people. Oh, Lord. Romans 12, please. Romans 12. Y'all look like y'all need some scripture. But yeah, that's what church is. Church is, a, church is to bring heaven to earth. And when you bring heaven, you bring God. And whenever you're in the presence of God, you look at it in scripture. Whenever you're in the presence of God, man always bows down to God. And one of the first things man says is, I'm not worthy to be in your presence. What happened? 
the presence of God calls that person to look at themselves. And so that, that person then says, compared to what I'm looking at, the fullness and the splendor of God, I got some work to do. So they bound down and the presence said, oh, Lord, what, what, what must I do? You see what I'm saying? Because of what I'm looking at, and then I realize who I am and what's going on, bow down. You see what I'm saying? Causes you pause to look at you. That's why Paul says, let every man examine himself. Peter, Peter on the boat, Peter's, Peter, um, Peter said, Jesus, I've been fishing all night. Jesus said, cast out the nets. And so he finally did nevertheless let your word to cast out. And they got a, a whole, uh, whole draw of, of fish. And one of the next things that happened when Peter, Peter bowed down at, at Jesus' feet and said, oh, I'm a sinful man. That manifestation caused the presence of God to come on the scene, and Peter knew he was inadequate. And it's not to make you look, not to make you think down of yourself. It's for you to come in realization of what you need to work on and how you need to develop so you can be better. God's invasion of your life is not to make you feel this small. It's to allow you to see that you can be this big. Oh, man, come on now. And see, we got, you got, we got doctrines and stuff that want to keep people small. No, God comes on the scene to show you your potential and show you what you can have if you just make some adjustments. Come on now. Because he never designed for you to stay down there. If that was the case, he would never send Jesus. If he wanted you to be in your mess, in your sin, why send Jesus? That's why the Bible says love covers all. It hides away those things that's a shortcoming until they are developed. God doesn't expose. That's why it's crazy when somebody messes up in the church, then the church wants to bring them up front and ask the church for an apology. You better go sit down somewhere. Because nobody, nobody out there has a right to judge you. So go out there and sit with the rest of them. Because if you come up here, everybody else got to come up here too. Let's just make this a group thing. Come on, let's go together. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? That's why Jesus, that, that Jesus caught that girl in, in adultery, and they brought that girl out there and said, the law of Moses says she should be stoned. Jesus says, okay. Played in the dirt a little while. Probably got the, probably got the wisdom of God. He playing in the dirt. He probably doing tic-tac-toe or something in the dirt. <laughs> Waiting on the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the wisdom of God, and then he rises up and says, all right, whichever one of you don't have sin, you throw the first rock. Them jokers there. <laughs> and they moved on down the road, didn't they? Because they were doing the same mess that that girl was doing. And Jesus said, come here, girl. Let me tell you something. Go and sin no more. He, first, he said, where are your accusers? Let's look around. Where are you? Gone. Just him and her. He said, girl, go, don't go and sin no more. See, that's, that's, a, that's a manifestation of God. It brought that girl, and I guarantee you, we don't hear anything about that girl, but I guarantee you that girl didn't get back in the bed with nobody after that. She probably locked that down. Shoot, it's on lockdown right up in here. Unavailable. Come on, talk to me now. Shoot, that was too close, man. 
We're supposed to be going to Romans, right? <laughs> Y'all stay saved up in here. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. God is good. No, no, really, really. Hear what I'm saying. The purpose of church is to introduce people to heaven. And to introduce people to God. That's what church is for. But when we come in the presence of God, it it's a mirror to us. And it causes us to see where we are in God. And grown folk in God. Grown folk. I'm not talking about babies. I'm talking about grown folk in God. Go ahead and see the reflection and say, okay, I need to work on that. You hear that? Okay, chapter 12. Chapter 12, uh, verse number 10. Okay, you there? It says, uh, King James says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. One translation says this, out honor each other. So be, be affectioned through brotherly love, and then, then the translation says, out honor each other. So this culture of honor is designed to bring honor on the scene and make it a part of our culture, make it a part of, the how, make it a part of how we do things around here. And so the intent is that we get to a place where we want to out-honor each other. So instead of competing about what I have and what I don't have, let's compete and try to out-honor each other. You see what I'm saying? I bet you I can honor better than you can. That's provoking people to do the will of God. Versus saying, I got a nicer car than you have. See, that, that's devilish. You, you, you see? That's prideful. That's boasting. That's of darkness. Heaven says, let me out honor you. Because I prefer you through brotherly love. Are you hearing this? Okay, let's look at another scripture. 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2, 17. Let's look at this. 1 Peter 2 and 17. First Peter 2, 17. Okay. Let me know when you arrive, please. 1 Peter 2, 17. The first part of the scripture. Tell me if you're there. You're there? Okay. It says, honor all what? Men, you know, and we understand men is all inclusive, male and female, right? Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor all men. Romans 12 says, let's out honor each other. And then 1 Peter 2 says, let's honor everybody. Okay, now understand he's talking to the brotherhood, he's talking to the body of Christ. Let's, on, let's, let's honor all men. You, got, you see what I'm saying? So honor is a biblical principle. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television and missions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI, a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by and become a Life of Faith partner today. 
You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.